The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Well, hello, I'm Katie Maloney, and you probably know me from a little show called Banner Bumber Rolls. I've been labeled all kinds of things, a bitch, a bully, and a mean girl. But there is so much more to a person than what you see on TV. Tune in every Friday as I talk to some of my friends and castmates, celebrities, comedians, medical professionals, and maybe some political figures. And by the time we're done, you're going to love me. Hey, bestie, it's Cami Crawford. Relationships are hard, and that's why I'm here. Think of me as your big sister slash audible BFF that you can always trust to give you the real tea. This is my show, Relationship, the advice podcast that covers all relationship topics, the good, the bad, and the straight up shitty. Need advice? Send your story to hello at relationshippod.com or DM me at relationship on IG and tune in every Friday for new episodes. Be sure to follow us and subscribe so you don't miss all the hot goss. And if you're loving the show, please leave us a review. Talk soon, bestie. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. It's your girl, Cami Crawford. And today I'm writing solo. I have no guest to introduce because it's just about me today. Yes, it is. Once again, we have circled back. All is well in the world. And, you know, the spotlight is back on me. Let's talk about that for a second, because I have realized, you know, you may not think this about me because one, I'm a Scorpio. And two, I live my entire life in the public, in the public eye, in the public sphere. And I have since I was like 16 years old. But I don't really love when all of the attention is on me. It's not that I don't appreciate it and like it, but I get very like shy. I don't know. A lot of people wouldn't think that, but I do. I do. Like when it's my birthday and a bunch of people are like messaging me and calling me, I get very like overwhelmed by love and affection. I don't know what that's about. I need to talk to Kelly about it, my therapist. She would probably know. But in reality, like I I I live this life that's very public, but I am very private. And I do a lot of my moves in silence, as they say. You know, they're like make moves in silence, but then every five seconds people are posting every meeting that they've ever taken and like pictures with celebrities they're working with and be like hashtag we work in. I'm not that girl. I actually do move in silence. So that's why when big news comes out, like there was recently, if you've been paying attention, I just recently was announced as the new host of Are You The One on Paramount Plus. Clap, 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 clap. These are my nails sticking, but we're going to pretend that it's a clap. And X on the Beach on MTV. I'm going to be hosting both of those shows in addition to still co-hosting Catfish. Do not get your panties in a bunch because the people, the girls were scared when these announcements were made because they were like, does this mean you're not going to be on Catfish anymore? Of course I am. Hello, that is my bread and butter. That is where you know me from. That is why you even give a fuck about me enough to listen to this podcast, half of you. So yes, I will still be on Catfish, but I am hosting Are You The One and X on the Beach now full time. And I'm so excited. Like, honestly, it's an honor to be a part of shows that are longstanding and have had seasons upon seasons and seasoned hosts on top of that who have been hosting them. And to even just like be in the space is really exciting, but we're reinventing the shows in a whole new way. So I'm super excited about that. And, you know, the reason why I started off the episode talking about like all of the love and, you know, just flowers that everyone has given me, I've been so overwhelmed 
with the love and all the flowers. I don't I don't I feel like Kim Kardashian when she has, you know, it's her birthday or just a random Wednesday and she's just walking into her home and there's flowers literally on every crevice of her house. Like that's how I feel internally. I feel like I have flowers on every crevice of my body. And <laughs> I I love it and I appreciate it, but I'm so overwhelmed. I'm just like, "Oh my gosh." I think it's part like I, I want to make everybody proud, especially people who have watched the show for as long as they have. And are you the one took like a big hiatus for a little while? Like people haven't, you know, it hasn't been on in a few years. So people are really, really excited about a new season. And I'm just lucky that they're happy and excited that I'm going to be the host. Like, honestly, I love this show so much. And if you know, you know, but the show is incredible. So if you haven't heard of it before, let me just let me just break it down. And I'm going to try to not use use like my host voice and all the voiceovers that I've had to record and all of the scripts that I've had to read to describe it to you. I'm just going to break it down to you, sister, sister. So Are You the One is a dating experiment show, basically. They have a room full of matchmakers and experts who come up with essentially 11 couples. So 11 girls, 11 guys. They've also had a gender fluid season or sexually sexually fluid season. I'm so excited to talk about it that I am mumbling over my words. But they had a season like that where they just had 22 people living in a house and everyone in the house has a perfect match. So there are 11 couples who are a perfect match. Now, the goal of everyone in the house is to figure out who that person is. So basically, you have to like date around which is, you know, hard to do for a lot of people. Some people come into the house first day and they're like, oh, this is my boo. This is who I'm going to be with. This is my man, my man, my man. And they link up and then they just say fuck everybody else and they don't actually get to know other people in the house. Well, where that is to their detriment is that at the end of every episode, we have what's called a matchup ceremony. And there are beams of light that basically shine up into the sky and tell us how many of those couples that have matched up at the matchup ceremony are actually a match in real life in the quote-unquote game. So if you've been linking up with the same person since day one and every matchup ceremony you're sitting next to them but you're not getting any new beams of light, it's probably because that person is not your actual match. So the idea is that people are supposed to step outside of what they normally go for, their usual type, and, you know, so on and so forth and start like really trying to understand what is best for them as far as a romantic relationship. Because, you know, let's face it, like we've all dated people who were like, oh, this person got buku dollars. I want to date them because they got a lot of money. Or this person is, you know, six five. So automatically, like, that's my man. Actually, like, do they really have the qualities that you really need in a successful relationship? So it really makes people think about that. And that's what I love about it. There's obviously, you know, different games and activities that we do to really get their minds turning and understanding themselves on a deeper level, but also have the people that they're dating see how well that they have gotten to know them, how well they're paying attention. So that also kind of like jogs some thought like, okay, so I've been, you know, cuddling up with this boy and scooching my booty over to him for two weeks in the house but he doesn't even know what my favorite color is yeah so it's like those but it's an amazing show it's really really fun and exciting and i'm happy to be a part of it and i can't wait for you guys to see it so now as of this friday it's already streaming it started streaming on january 18th on paramount plus 
So make sure you download her. And, you know, everybody, I've seen a lot of people who are like, I'm going to download Paramount Plus just for you, Cammie. And I appreciate that. But then you have other people who are like, another app I have to, there's a free trial. Okay. So get the free trial. Don't tell them that I told you that. But get the free trial and like at least test it out, see it out, see how you like it. And yeah, like get into it. Tap in. It's really, really good. And you guys are going to love it. X on the Beach is a whole other animal that I will discuss closer to that I'm really excited about because it's the first ever couples season of X on the Beach. And it's called X on the Beach Couples Now or Never. So basically, they have to decide whether they're going to get engaged or break up. And on top of having to make that ultimatum decision, you got your ex coming into the house or your partner's ex coming to the house trying to win them back. Child is a mess. It's messy. And you know, we love it. We love it. We love a good mess. We love a good mess. So that's what's going on in my life. That's my update. And I'm I'm just really, really excited for it to finally be out there. They announced the fact that I just signed an overall deal with MTV Studios and Paramount Studios. And I'm just feeling very motherfucking blessed. I don't know if you can say motherfucking and blessed in the same breath, but I'm going to. And I'm going to be confident about it because it's been a long time coming, y'all. Like, I have been working as a host since I was 19. And I'm 30 now. And it's like, there's no such thing as an overnight success. You have to work your ass off. And I have been doing that. And now I'm I'm seeing the fruits of that labor. And it really is because of you guys. It's because of the viewers. It's because of the listeners. It's because you guys give a shit about me enough for these networks and these people to be like, you know what? We want to use Cami. Cami has a good voice. Cami has a good point of view. And to be frank and to be honest and to be clear and concise. Concise is not the word because, you know, I'm never concise. I'm always going to ramble on. But a part of the reason why the executives at MTV said that I booked those two roles on two dating shows was because of this here motherfucking podcast. Claps for us. Ooh. That was <laughs> very... <laughs> melodramatic but like very very exciting very exciting like they have they literally listened to the podcast in order to create the scripts for the show because they wanted to get my scripts in my actual voice and the way that we talk here as besties they said that like listening to the podcast that is what made them realize that I could be a really great person for this role and for this job because these two seasons of these two shows you will see if you've been a longtime fan, we're getting in fucking deep. Like we are actually getting in deep and we're getting into it. It's not just like surface level. It's not like what you're used to. It's going to be a dramatic season of both shows. And, you know, that's perfect for me because I'm dramatic. It is what it is. So get excited. Download Paramount Plus and then you'll see X on the Beach on MTV in February. And I'm just I'm thrilled. Very, very excited. Very happy to be here. Very happy for all of you to be here on this journey with me and be a part of it. Because like I said, that's how we booked it, honey. Booked and busy. Okay. We are in our hosting bags. Multiple bags. Multiple bags. Okay. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all know what it's like when you're not at your best. Say you're sick. You have a cold or something like that and you're not at your best. And it feels like getting through anything is really, really hard. It feels like you're treading through mud, okay? 
Now imagine that like for your emotions, when you're feeling emotionally overwhelmed, when you're feeling like you just can't make it through the day properly. It just feels like everything is a task because it is. And I wish that we would start treating our mental health the way that we treat our physical health. And, you know, that's why I love better help. That's why I love therapy. Because when you're at your best, you can do great things. But sometimes life gets you bogged down and you might feel overwhelmed or like you're not showing up in the way that you want to. Working with a therapist can get you closer to the best version of you. Now, you guys know how much I love therapy. It is my thing. I love being able to talk out my experiences and things that I might be going through with someone and, you know, just get a different perspective. So if you're thinking of giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is a great option. It's convenient, flexible, affordable, and entirely online. Just fill out a brief questionnaire and get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Trust me, guys, it is the best gift that you can give to yourself, especially at the top of 2023. Give yourself the gift of therapy, okay? If you want to live a more empowered life, therapy can get you there. Visit BetterHelp.com slash today to get 10% off of your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash All right, besties, let's get our minds right in 2023, okay? If you put it off in 2022, that's cool. That's fine. We're not talking about what has been. We're talking about what's now. Let's get into it, okay? And let me know if you try it out. Now, enough about me. Let's get to you because y'all need help. You do. And you know what? So do I. I have my first Reiki healing session tonight, and I'm very much looking forward to it because I need somebody to pluck these demons off of my back. These demons are hanging on for dear life, honey. And I don't know why. I don't know why. I thought I put enough Vaseline oil gel and shit all over my body that they would just slip off. But yet they don't. So instead of me tapping into that and discussing all of the many trials and tribulations of my life, let's talk about yours. Okay, the first one. Anonymous preferred. You got it. I need some advice on this, sis. I have been with my boyfriend for a year and two months now, and we are talking about moving in together in June. I'm 22 and in grad school with little to no income and living on campus still. He's 24 with stable income and his own place, which I've been staying at majority of the time while I commute to and from school. And I have been super happy with that as far as establishing alone time, space, and house cleaning habits. However, Part of me keeps wondering if I'm jumping into this too early and we will end up acting like roommates and the spark will die and then I'll be homeless. Oh, but also, why would I get another apartment to pay rent if I'm only going to be at this place anyways, like I currently am? How do I share the news with my parents? Sorry, a lot of questions, Cammie, but you are my absolute favorite and I cannot wait to watch you on Are You The One. I love you. Thank you. You know, here's the thing. I don't know where you live necessarily. I mean, you're still in school. You're you're trying to figure shit out. But like, I remember living in New York City and everybody lived with their boyfriends and girlfriends. Everybody shacked up. Everybody moved in. It was just like a common thing because rent is expensive. It's not cheap to live on your own. I know because I live on my own and I'd be paying that motherfucking bill and that shit is expensive. Okay. But it's expensive. And so doing things that are efficient and financially responsible, like living with someone, are definitely beneficial. Like, it's for sure beneficial. Now, I will say, having never lived with a man permanently, but having shacked up with a man for like four months or so, it is not easy living with a partner. Is it good practice? 1,000%. 
But I feel like you do start to argue about shit that is so irrelevant. Like who didn't put the toilet paper on the roll last and, you know, who left the cap off the toothpaste and who did this and who did that and da 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 da. Uh, that kind of shit gets in the way of like your sex life and like other things. And like, but that's kind of natural and that's what's going to happen. It's like if you're living, even if you're living with your best friend, which I have done, like having other roommates, there are still going to be parts of that. Cause you know, you have friends that like you could live with, but then you have other friends that it's like, I bitch, I would never live with you. There's there's you have friends like that, too. And it doesn't mean that the situation is going to be perfect every single time. Like there's going to be you're going to really get to know each other. There are things that you're going to really get to know about each other that like maybe you are, maybe you're not ready to get to know. But you guys have been doing this for a while. You've been in the same place since June. And I think you're you're at that stage where like, yeah, the honeymoon part of like living together is done. You're not like making dinner together every single night maybe and like you're really getting to know oh okay so when you're in the bathroom for three hours on your phone you're taking shits you're watching five million tiktoks and you're like texting your mom about how i haven't cooked for you in three days like those are the kinds of things that you learn to find out when you're in a relationship for a long time with someone and you're living with them on top of that ways to be able to keep the spark alive is just like keep the spark alive. Do shit that keeps the fucking spark alive. Maybe instead of, you know, I love to sit on the couch and just watch Netflix and shit, but like maybe go to a movie together, plan date nights together, do cook together, like do the things that you were doing in the beginning that are exciting. Maybe one day he comes home and you got candles lit and you got some shit on, you know, you put your shit on. That kind of thing can keep the spark alive so that you don't feel like some old married couple I know that that's a fear for a lot of people. It's like, okay, if we move in together, you're going to think that you don't have to progress this relationship or whatever it might be, but you guys are young. And so you should be able to have fun with your partner and just enjoy enjoy being able to, you know, get that free rent or or whatever whatever your situation is, if you guys split it, whatever it might be. If it's been good, then like let it be good. And if everything that you're feeling is just like a hypothetical, then that's like exactly what anxiety is. You're just thinking about the the fear of things that haven't even happened yet. So just be easy, chill, like enjoy it. If he's not causing any issues, you're not causing any issues and there really is no issue. How you tell your parents about living together, y'all been living together for a minute. So my advice, if you think that they're not going to fuck with it, don't tell them. Don't tell them. Your parents don't need to know everything, okay? But then there was a situation when I was in that four-month stint, and my mom did not know that I had a man in my place for four months, and she definitely got pissed, and we definitely had it out about that. So I still say don't tell them, to be honest. Yeah. I don't think I don't think <laughs> I don't think you need to share the news. Like unless they're giving you money for rent and like helping you, you know your income situation you're 22. You're not grown, grown yet. I know we like to think that we are at that age, but like you still, you want their help when you can get their help. So just, you know, live your life. You you are an adult, but like be reasonable. If you, if you need them for certain things and you think that they might take certain things away from you, if you give them this information, maybe save it, maybe save it. Or you could introduce the idea and be like, oh, so-and-so and I are thinking about getting placed together, and then gauge their reaction. Probably not going to be a good one if you have to ask. 
So I say keep it a secret. It's probably not good advice, but like that's my big sister advice. I'd probably tell my sisters not to tell our parents if they were shacking up with a man. Because, you know, people just have their own little ideas about like what that even means and doing it before marriage. Ah, ah. They don't know. They don't know. We're in a new fucking age. Okay. Rent is fucking five million dollars a month. They don't know what that's like. Back when they were living in apartments and shit, it was two dollars a month. Okay. Gas was five cents and you could get an entire fucking meal at a restaurant for less than 10 bucks. We're not on that anymore. Okay. Nobu Malibu is very expensive. All right. Here goes the next one. Hi, I'm in the very beginning stages of dealing with a breakup. Very long story short, a few days ago, he broke up with me because he thought he was too young to settle down, even though he was the one bringing up all of this over the last few months. I know that it's going to take a while for me to feel better, but right now, everything really hurts. I cry a lot and I can barely eat. I also live far away from my family and friends because I'm in grad school, which is also making things harder. Any advice on what to do right now to take care of myself and my mental health? Note, I never gave him any ultimatums either. I just wanted us to go with the flow and enjoy each other's company. We were together for one and a half years, and this was my first real relationship. Well, first of all, my heart breaks for you because I know how it is. And the shit fucking hurts, especially when you're, like, not asking for anything. Like, you're not being pushy. You're not being... If you go back and listen to the episode where we had six on about what men really think, he makes a very important point, which is you cannot see a man on a level that he hasn't seen himself at. So if you do see him as a lifelong partner, if he doesn't see himself as being a good lifelong partner, there's no, there's nothing that you can do to convince him that he's going to be that person or that partner. You really have to just like let people grow and decide things on their own. And he's obviously decided that he's quote unquote not ready. You have to take his word for it because he said it. So I know it hurts, but is it better to have someone be dishonest with you for a really long time? Or is it better to have had a great relationship and then have them be radically honest at a moment's notice and and tell you how they really feel? I don't know which one is better or worse, but I feel like the best thing that you can do right now is literally just focus on yourself. And I know that that's cliche, annoying news to hear, but you have to. That was the best advice that Six gave me when I was going through my breakup. He was like, focus on yourself, sis. Just do the things that you can do for yourself because you will never lose by investing in yourself. You will never lose by working out and eating what makes you feel good, even if it's some shit food, but then you go ahead and you make up for it with some healthy food. Like you will never lose by going to therapy. You will never lose by riding a bike or or journaling or going on a walk. Like those things will help boost your serotonin. And I know that it doesn't feel like that in the moment because you feel like everything, like the sky is falling and everything's a mess and nothing can heal that feeling and who are you going to find next who's going to love you the same way and who's going to like fucking playing sorry with you at 2 a.m. like who's going to do all these things somebody will somebody will that's the reality and it could be him in a few years but it also couldn't be so you can't you can't like focus on that too because I feel like a lot of times when we go through breakups we're like 
well, maybe he's not ready right now, but maybe he could be. Do you want to live your life waiting for someone else to dictate whether or not they want to be with you? No. So the best thing that you can do is focus on you. Do the things that you know are going to make you happy. One thing that I know for a fact makes me happy, and this is going to sound stupid, but sometimes this shit is stupid. It's ordering a spinach and cheese dip from Cheesecake Factory and eating it on my couch, maybe with pants on, maybe not, and watching some shitty TV. That makes me happy. If there is one thing that you know that you can do right now to make yourself happier, do that thing. Don't put it off. Do that thing so that you can just have a moment of peace. Like sometimes you just have to pour back into yourself for a minute and it it's hard for sure but you're gonna make it through even though it doesn't feel like it I know how it feels I know how it feels but all of this is natural you're gonna cry a lot you're gonna have a loss of appetite you're gonna feel like your world is ending honestly you should feel like that you should feel like that feel all the feelings and get it all out so that you can move on Because the last thing you want to do is hold on to those feelings. And then next thing you know, six months from now, you're going on your first date with somebody else and you're bawling your fucking eyes out in the Uber on the way there. Like, no, get it out. Heal yourself where you can. And everything's going to be fine. Everything's going to be fine. If you have a therapist, talk to your therapist. If you don't have a therapist, find some online meditation or something that can help you. Like whatever you can do, whatever you can do, do that. I know you said that your friends and family, everybody lives far away, but like call somebody, call somebody and just chit chat. Like you don't even have to talk about his ass, talk about anything else, but like do something for you that makes you feel good and talk to the people who are actually going to pour into you and speak positive things to you because that's what you need right now. Here goes the next one. I need advice. Divorced my ex-husband last year and just started dating again. Congratulations by the way. I feel like when people say that they've broken up or they got a divorce, people are like, I'm so sorry. Why are you sorry? This is a new lease on life that you have. I'm excited for you. Okay, back to back to your story. Also recently acknowledged I'm interested in women as well. Congratulations. Congratulations. (laughs) I'm very excited about this. Okay. Started dating this woman at the beginning of December. And after a couple weeks, I let her know I wasn't ready for a committed relationship but that I was having fun dating. She agreed that sounded okay, but she acts like she wants a relationship even though she's saying she doesn't, saying she's jealous of my best friend and my friends with benefits, asking if we're done dating because we didn't hang out for four days. Is she just confused as to what she wants? Is it my responsibility to consider that or just go with what she tells me? Now listen, listen, girl. I have a friend who is in the midst of getting her divorce from her husband too. And she's got a whole girlfriend now. But even the process of, you know, coming out as bisexual and dating women and like, it's been a a process. I don't mean to put her tea out there, but I feel like it relates and I feel like she won't mind. Hey girl, dating women from my experience through her experience, because I've never dated women before, it is, that is... As much as I would love that for myself, we are not easy, (laughs) okay? We're not easy. And we we do get in our feelings about things. And we do, as we know, like we do it in heterosexual relationships all the time. Like we all do it where we like meet a guy and we're like, 
oh my God, this is going to be my husband. These are going to be our kids' names. This is going to be blah, blah, blah. Like, this is where we're going to live. This is what we're going to eat for dinner. Like, we all do that. And in female to female relationships, I hate even saying the word female, but you know what the fuck I'm talking about. It's just, it, I, I think, I feel like it's got to be even worse. <laughs> it's got to be even worse. The delusion. We just, we are like that. We, because we, that's what we want, like at the core of our being, I feel like. And I'm generalizing, but you know what I mean. Um, I think that you're doing the right thing by communicating exactly what's going on. You're telling her, like, listen, this is what I'm doing. I'm dating. I I literally just got out of a divorce. I'm, I don't know how long you guys were married, but like, however long you were married, it doesn't matter if it was one year. Marriage is fucking rough. And if you're going through a divorce, that's also fucking rough. So you are healing and dating and enjoying at the same time. And as long as you are communicating that, then you're not doing anything wrong, in my opinion. She would probably slash my tires and say otherwise, but I feel that you're not doing anything wrong as long as you're being honest. The problem I feel like with all dating in all relationships is when people are not honest about where they're at and what they genuinely want. But you are you are being honest. So if whatever she comes up with in her head is really on her, but I would just be a little cautious because you obviously don't want to hurt her feelings. But then, yeah, I think you just need to have like another honest conversation and be like, this is what I'm doing. And if you can't handle that or if that's not the kind of relationship that you're looking for right now, I totally understand. And like maybe when I'm in a different place, would love to revisit it. But like you don't need to hang on to me for me. Do what you think is best for yourself and your feelings. And it's so funny. You're like, I'm just confused as to what she wants. I feel like that's how all men feel about me. <laughs> Until I learned how to healthy, healthy communication. Like once I learned healthy communication, I feel like everything changed. But I feel like most guys feel that way about women. And, you know, I shout out to the lesbians. Shout out to the women dating women. It's got to be hard. If I had to date a bitch like me, I would be fighting every day. For my life and probably fighting her because it's just like we we're a lot but you know what we're worth it we're worth it and so i'm just really excited that you're even exploring this part of yourself because i think that it's fucking awesome but i don't think that you need to consider her feelings as far as how you move other than just expressing your feelings to her and letting her know what it is that you're prepared to do and you're perfectly fine and right for wanting to explore you should be exploring keep exploring Keep being curious and enjoy. You deserve it. Okay, last one. I just listened to the most recent podcast. And then you put the the sad, whiny face <laughs> emoji. I relate so much to Cammy when she was talking about her idea of quote unquote ghosting. Yes. Okay. My people. I found my people. Okay. I'm currently going through that with a guy that I'm seeing. He'll answer me when I text and he'll answer quick, but he can also go days without talking to me. I also know I have a bit of an anxious attachment style, so I don't know if that's just me being me, but I hate it. What is the best way to confront him about it when we're still newly seeing each other with no exact relationship title? <sighs> Let me just, I wish I could crack my knuckles. I would crack my knuckles into the microphone so you guys could really feel me. Ghosting is not one size fits all, okay? Now, on the podcast episode with Kayla Nicole, I talk about how my current boyfriend ghosted me for seven days. Yes, I am sticking to the story. Kayla said I didn't get ghosted. But let me tell you something. I did. Because 
he didn't talk to me for seven days. And it wasn't that I reached out to him and he didn't respond. I, I don't even know if I reached out to him. I don't think I did, to be honest. Because to me, it's like, okay, if you can, in my mind, if you can go seven days without talking to me, you need to go seven years. And then you should try seven lifetimes. And then you should fuck right off a cliff. I'm a Scorpio. I digress. This is just a part of who I am. That's how I felt at the time. That's how I felt at the time. I feel like if you can go more than two days without talking to someone, then you must just not be that interested. Or you have other options out there that you think are better worth exploring than this one. And I want to give you all the freedom in the world to be able to do that. So that's how I feel about ghosting. Like ghosting, obviously, when somebody just disappears without warning and doesn't say anything is like another thing and you never hear from them again. But in situations where everything's going good and you know that they want to talk to you, but they're just not, this is what you should do. Let me tell you, this is what I did. Stop talking to him. Stop talking to him. Don't reach out. I feel as though, and this is a generalization again, so don't come for me, but men do not respond to kindness. (laughs) They don't. They respond to no contact. That's what they respond to. Don't fucking hit him. See how long he can go without talking to you, okay? And if he can go a few days without talking to you, then that's exactly what the fuck he needs to do. And it's not even like in a playing game sort of way. It's just like, I want to see that this means something to you. Like, does this mean anything to you? Do you feel the absence when I'm not around? Like, do you feel, what do you feel? And chances are, there's a high probability that he might be talking to other people, which he's in his rights to do because you guys are single and you are just dating. Yes. But even still, like, check in, bro. Check in. You don't have to be hitting me up every single morning. Good morning, beautiful, blah, blah, blah. But you should be checking in every few days to make sure I didn't forget about your ass and fucking move on with a baller and I'm not shaking my ass on a yacht in Dubai in a thong. Like, you should be checking up on that. And if you don't care to check up on that, then I don't care to check up on you. That's the attitude. That's the energy. So in my experience, when this happened to me, this terrible, awful ghosting happened to me, I'm going to end up on ghosted on MTV. When that happened to me, we had a conversation about it. Like I said, he ghosted me for seven days. Then he started trying to hit me up. But he started hitting me up too casually. And I didn't like that. Because I was like, okay, so seven days without talking to me and now you just want to hit me with like a, hey, no, no. You know what it first was? He sent me some emojis. He's going to kill me for talking about this. Because he's going to be like, you still talking about this shit? Yes, I am. I'm actually planning on putting it in our vows. Yes. He sent me some emojis. And I was just like, what is that? So I opened it. It was on Instagram, actually. Even worse, you didn't even text me. I opened it and I closed it right up. And you know what? I got my little do-do-do. I felt like I went up like five lives in Mario Kart or something. I was like, yes, exactly. Of course you miss me. Of course you miss me. Of course you want to check up on me. But I'm not responding to you because that's lame. I don't want that. You need to come correct. So then he texted me. And I think he just said, I think he said my full name, actually. I think he just said Cameron. I'm not responding to you. You're not my dad. I don't have to respond to you. (laughs) I don't have to reply. So I didn't. And then he called me. I didn't respond. And then he texted me again. This was like over the course of five days. He texted me something else that was irrelevant. I didn't respond. I did not respond until he texted me, can we 
TikTok. Because that sounds like somebody who knows that there's a fucking issue. Don't talk to me like you don't know what the fuck is going on. Okay? You know what's going on. You understand. And after we had, well, first of all, when he wrote Can We Talk, it took everything out of me not to be petty and write back Tevin Campbell's Can We Talk for a minute. I just want to know your name. I almost did that. But I didn't. And I'm proud that I didn't because I am petty. I really, really am. But... When we talked about it, when we had a conversation about it later, after like the first conversation about it, he was just like, I honestly like dating in L.A. I was just like, she doesn't care if I hit her up every day. Like most of the people out here just don't give a fuck. And it wasn't until I realized that you were actively not responding to me. I was like, oh, shit. OK, so like I've upset her. So now I need to do something to make it right. OK, there we go. That's what the fuck I'm talking about. Don't talk to me like we are not grown and understand things, you know? And what you need is a man who is going to recognize what he's done wrong or that, you know, the way that he's coming is not correct and fix it. And if he's willing to do that, then we can move on and be happy in paradise. All right? But until then, don't hit him up. Don't hit him up. No. No. Like, I understand the feminism of it all. I'll have, like, my friends or my sisters will be like, well, I should be able to text him. Yeah, you should. When he's giving you that energy that he gives a fuck to talk to you. But if he's not giving you the energy that he gives a fuck to talk to you and can go days at a time without talking to you, wh- how, what part of feminism is that? Unless you're just getting some dick. Like, what kind of, what part of feminism? That's not in the handbook that I received. I must have gotten the fucking King James version because I don't understand how we've gone from that to this The feminism is demanding what it is that you fucking deserve and what it is that you want in a relationship. That's not all feminism is. You know what the fuck I'm talking about, okay? Don't try to pick and choose. (laughs) It's like I have to preemptively come back at y'all because I know somebody in the comments is going to say some shit about something. That's not all feminism. Feminism was discovered in 1655. You know what I'm talking about. In relationships, in dating, there is something to... This is not serving me. This is not what I deserve. I deserve more than this. I deserve more effort than this. I'm going to step the fuck back and allow you to step up. Allow him to step up. And if you want to confront him about it, literally, like I said, don't say anything. And when he does hit you up and when he does say like, oh, well, where have you been? Blah, blah, blah. I'll be like, I've been I've been around. Honestly, I've, I've been around. I've been working. I've been doing this. I've been focusing on myself. And, you know, I figured that whenever you were ready and had the time to converse with me, then you would. And you did. And I'm glad that you're here. But like, you know, just in my experience, the kind of dating that I'm interested in now, like I I prefer someone who's a little bit more consistent. So, you know, but that's not for everyone. Give, give it back to him. That's not for everyone. And I get that. Some people just aren't capable. Don't say that. But you know what I mean? That's the energy. All right, guys. Wow. What a day. What a day full of love and laughter and talking about relationship because, I mean, that's that's why we're here at the end of the day. I'm so excited for you guys to start watching Are You The One. I'm excited that you're excited to start watching Are You The One. And let me know if you've watched Are You The One. I want to hear your feedback. I want to know what you guys think. And, you know, of course, for this here podcast, I know that the girls love and enjoy. 
We have so many of you listening now and passing it on to your friends. I see y'all tweeting about it and it means so much to me, truly. But if you haven't already left a review, you know, we like the five stars. Hit that five. You don't have to hit one to get to five. I feel like some people think they have to click each star. Please don't do that. Please don't do that. Because when you do that, you actually fuck my shit up. Hit the five, the fifth star. <laughs> hit the fifth star and leave us a review and let me know which episodes you love the most. If there's any episodes that you're looking for, any guests that you want, you know, you can always hit us up on Instagram or comment and let us know who you want. But we are brainstorming for new eps this season. So let us know and have a fucking fantastic Friday. Okay. Don't let these scraggly ass humans stress you out. All right. Enjoy. And I'll talk to you soon. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. You can catch a new episode of Relationship every single Friday. Make sure you hit that follow button so you don't miss any of the action. And I want to hear from you. So please, if you love the show, leave us a review. But by review, you know I only need five stars only. And let us know what you think. Make sure you follow us on socials at Relationship on Instagram and at Relationship Pod on Twitter. And I'll talk to you next week. Bye, bestie. Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.